0: Season 2 of the podcast Throwing Up Rainbows. Good girl, dirty secrets. I invite you in to get lost in story. You are welcome here with my dirty little secrets. You're welcome here exactly as you are and all your brilliant, beautiful fucked upness. As you shine and as you crawl towards the light. podcast for you out there for you who's going through it right now wanting to recover i see you i hear you i feel with you i was you and i know you can make it i also make this for the parents and loved ones to give you information and insight into our struggle so if you dig this podcast and get something from it please share it with all your friends and loved ones i want everyone who needs this to find it be my eyes and ears out there because we are stronger together In today's episode, we're going to talk about the loneliness of life and addiction. Let's dive in. Loneliness does not come from having no people around you but from being unable to communicate the things that seem important to you. Carl Jung Have you ever been in a room full of people but felt completely empty inside? This is what addiction feels like. The illusion of connection. Until it hits you that you're alone. I remember being in Germany late into the night in the basement of someone's dorm. The room was filled with a handful of us coming home from the bar, tipsy as we meandered the cobblestone streets, shoulders collapsing into our warm winter coats. We were all laughter and silliness, eyes darting, words tumbling from our mouths like animation characters, touching each other's faces, holding onto arms like buoys. This was the group that invited me in, because one of the boys had been told that I was fun. And I was. I was the girl that didn't drink much, but danced on the bar sober, started weird conversations, and laughed open-mouthed as my breath escaped my lips into the cold night air. I accepted the invite because I was lonely and I was struggling with my secret friend, the eating disorder. If we were in a Facebook relationship, it would have read, it's complicated because I loved her and hated her like a synonym. I accepted the invite because it was so lovely to have a distraction, to be surrounded with people who didn't ask me deep questions about my life, but played with me adventurously on the surface of things. It was nice, not to have to be truly painfully honest about the deep down things. But I remember in the basement, as one of the girls talked to me, waving her hands in front of my face, I thought to myself that it was nice to float on the surface. Yet there was another part of me that perpetually felt completely alone. No one knew that I was sick, and that I'd lie in bed at night and hear my heart beat in my chest like a drum— like I used to when I was a kid, and would lie delirious in my bed wondering if I'd ever get better from the flu. No one knew that I was secretly afraid I'd die, that my whole life would be a waste. No one knew I was depressed because I hid it well behind my smile. I don't think that I'm unique in this. I think life has strange phenomena, this illusion of disconnection, of a loneliness and loneliness. But it's common to us all, We've all been in a room and felt that alone and lonely creep in. So we distract it, drink it, smoke it, shoot it, eat it, throw it up, have sex with it. We find ways to push it down because it's painful. And yet we all experience the same exact thing. And then we think we're the only ones who feel this way. When I was in my addiction, Carl Jung's definition was true. I did have people who loved me, but I felt I couldn't talk to them about the real shit in my life— the deep darkness, my true struggles. If I told them who I really was, then they would leave me, right? I lived my life in secret fear that someone would know the true me and walk away. I think there's a part of us that still may believe this, that believes we will be too much or not enough, that thinks we can't handle the rejection of others. But all it takes is one person to stay. It takes only one experience of trusting someone with our hearts, and having them hold them delicately. Years ago, I had a best friend who loved me dearly, but I didn't open up. Then I had a wonderful husband, who I did love and trusted with my heart. He taught me what it was to stay. When we have an addiction, we like to run at every opportunity, like a stray dog who takes off the moment it can wriggle from its leash. We think, whether it's true or not, That there's so much pressure, obligation, expectation, accountability being placed on us. This feels terrifying because we don't even trust ourselves. My past marriage taught me how to stay. Because you see, I'm good at running, I'm a master at cutting people out of my life. But I don't want to do that anymore. And so I've practiced staying, I've practiced keeping my heart open, I've learned how to ground myself in myself like a tree taking root so that storm winds can't blow me over. Addiction made me feel alone and lonely. And even though I'm recovered now, I still feel these things because it's part of this human experience, this illusion that we're separate, that we're floating out here on our own. The difference now is that I have tools to deal with it. I remember that it's okay to feel this because I'm human, I call friends. I laugh. I cry and scream in my car. I listen to music and dance. I take my dog to the park to play. I watch the stars. I put my bare feet on the grass. I write. I watch funny TV. I eat nourishing foods. I eat cookies and then more cookies and tea. I ask for support. I let people love me. Because even though every one of us has had our hearts bruised, it doesn't stop them from beating. And from desiring to love and be loved. All it takes is one experience of our bodies knowing what it's like to have someone love us and stay. That one experience teaches us that we can also love ourselves and stay for us. At the beginning of my ex leaving and what would eventually be my divorce, when I was feeling pretty abandoned, my sex therapist that I went to told me, Don't abandon yourself. In that moment, I realized that just because I felt as though the world was slipping through my hands and out of my control, it was important that I showed up for myself. And so I did. I showed up for myself as my world was falling apart. I did not abandon myself. And it was one of the most important lessons of my entire life. I learned how to stay with myself. I learned how to communicate the things that were the most important to me, with both myself and with those who showed up for me. I wrote to myself, I talked to God, I saw two therapists, I connected with friends that I trusted, and I let new people into my life. I learned that if I am a solid home for myself, the loneliness is a fleeting ether. It's something I can hold in my hands like a pebble that over time becomes smooth Colante, and this is Throwing Up Rainbows. Stay tuned for the next episode, where we're going to talk about how addictions steal your voice and how you can find it again. Till then. This episode was written and produced by me, Zizokalante, with audio production by Colin Bonham. You can find us at throwinguprainbows.com and sign up to be the first to get word of our newest podcast secrets. Drop us an email at podcast.tur at gmail.com. I'm also on my personal blog at zizocalante.com.